Welcome back to another Chell Stars podcast. Today's not going to be as long as our usual ones, as there isn't too, too much to talk about. But we will be discussing, again, the Canucks news, the Rick Tockett hiring, as, as well as his coaches with Adam Foote and Sergey Gonchar, and just a couple pieces around the league news-wise. And we'll be doing our trivia that we usually do as well. Um, and Max is going to kick us off with some of the news regarding injured players around the league. Well, thank you, Mikey. Um, so obviously with us doing this uh, more on, you know, on a more regular basis, we haven't uh, had too much news to cover uh, for this week. Obviously, over the weekend, we did hear some pretty sad news for a couple of players. Um, obviously... Montreal had to shut down Cole Caulfield for the rest of the season due to uh, shoulder surgery. Um, same thing can be said for with Ottawa with Josh Norris having his um, second shoulder surgery of the season, unfortunately. Um, but I'd say the saddest one has to be with Max Pacioretty. Um, he re-tears his right Achilles tendon after only playing about five games after obviously missing the first six months of the season. So you really feel for that guy. And I know, Kyle, you were very saddened by that as well. He's, he's a fun player, fun player to watch. Um, so that was super sad. And obviously, um, Norris as well, just a couple games he got to play before he has to get another shoulder surgery, which could definitely be career-altering, unfortunately. So that sucks as well. Yeah. yeah, I never like to see that. <clears throat> I think uh, for Montreal, Ottawa, just looking at the teams um, <clears throat> and their place in the standings this year, it doesn't hurt them too much. They're kind of out of the playoffs. Definitely Montreal is. Um, so that kind of help their tanking efforts. Carolina hasn't had patch ready for most of the year. They're, they were kind of looking to as a mid-season addition and obviously won't get that piece. So maybe they look to add someone, uh, trade uh, trade deadline to fill that uh, spot that they had penciled in for him. Love yeah. the cap room for it, yeah. Yeah. yeah One I of the only teams that will have that kind of cap room. <clears throat> yeah, actually, that's a good – I hadn't thought about it, but that's a good point. I think Carolina will go for – potentially a big name this deadline um, as it's kind of in their peak window right now and I think they do have a good shot at uh, a deep run so I would look at them to make a a big move at the deadline or just acquire a big a big name um, I don't think anybody else does anybody else have anything to say about the injuries no Nada? Just cool. sad to hear yeah, definitely. Hoping them speedy recoveries as always. Um, guess we'll move into some team news. Um, the Islanders in their last eleven games, one seven and three. So they're on an awful run right now, unfortunately for them. Um, shout out Max for guessing that they're going to be the team that absolutely crumbles and misses the playoffs because <laughs> so far that's happening. Of course, long season ahead of us still. We're just barely halfway through, but. In a competitive Eastern Conference, it's it's tough to catch up. Kind of sucks for Long Island fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Long Island sure are struggling. Uh, it's a bad place to be, especially with my, like Kyle mentioned with the East. It's a bit of a bloodbath. So you have so many teams 
that were behind them that they lost, you know, they let them catch up. They lost their playoff position, I believe. And, you know, you got other teams like Pittsburgh, Washington kind of getting healthier. So scary <laughs> for them. And, but, you know, it looks like the Sabres are sneaking in their way in there as well. So shout out to me for picking the Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> Go off, Corey. Yeah, that is all. <laughs> Perfect. Now let's talk about another team that's doing awesome, Colorado, on a six-game winning streak. Um, four of those games, I would say, were pretty dominant victories. Obviously, a huge 7 nothing win against Ottawa. They killed Detroit the next game, and then they played insanely well against calgary and of course vancouver after that um just want to give the boys a shout out it was a rough early part of january but we're uh we're thriving getting players back healthy as we go obviously Landon Scott's still a bit far away but everyone else is getting getting healthy and uh had a trade to announce today too um colorado trading for matt nieto and shell led franchise <laughs> franchise mode legend Ryan Merkley um, in exchange for Mountain Martin Cout and Jacob McDonald. I think the most sad part about that deal is Jacob McDonald. He's he's an awesome like top six defenseman um, that can also play forward. So it kind of sucks that we're giving him up. But Mount Martin Cout just wasn't cutting it. So Matt Nieto is going to be way better for our forward group. And obviously Ryan Merkley is super skilled um, defenseman that Hasn't been able to translate that to the NHL quite yet, but maybe some some guidance from Kale McCarr can shift the tide. That's yeah, quite the mentor. So, so. Um, yeah, Avs are one six in a row. Um, Wild have lost three in a row, so they find themselves being pushed out. Looking at, I was looking at the Western Conference the other day. This was uh, the Avalanche. I think we're still in the wild card position when I was looking. And I'm looking at him like something's got to give here. Um, I don't think the Avs are going to not make the playoffs. Um, they are up to third now. Yeah, I see that now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's that insane. Now. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. So the wild are pushed out. But then you're looking at the wild card is Calgary Edmonton. Um, it's going to be a tight race right now. Preds and Blues are outside. Um, I mean, Kraken, we kind of thought they might, uh, you know, how long it would go, but they're, they're on, uh, uh, they're seven, two and one in their last 10 with a win tonight against Vancouver. So they look to be staying where they are. So it's going to be, uh, there's going to be a good one or two teams that are not going to make it here in the West. That's that's so. definitely the case. I'm shocked Minnesota's out of the playoff picture because they had a kind of a rough start to the season, but a really really good November December. So it's crazy how quickly the the tides can turn. Because either, well, yeah, the central the central's loaded, right? You got Stars, Jets, Avs, Wild, Preds, Blues, like Preds, Blues, yeah, yeah. So. Interesting to see what direction some of those teams go this trade deadline as well. Between like Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, is a team going to try to be a buyer and then just absolutely muck it up? Or 
like like what's gonna happen i guess we'll uh we'll talk about that in the future though Mm -hmm. No, for sure, for sure. Um, getting back to the Canucks Avs game, um, Chell Stars went to that one. We were sitting up in the in section three hundred two. What a beautiful view up there! As as the Avalanche thir- thoroughly dismantled um, <laughs> the, um, the structureless Vancouver Canucks. Wow, I don't tell me disagree wrong. with that at all. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, I don't really have any Fair. positive comments uh, towards yeah. that game. So it was it was it was a fun time the first period, and then it kind of started to get away in the second period. Besides hanging out with all you guys, yeah, oh, yeah, that was a great time. That was a great time. Um, Aaron, who had the best prediction in in your opinion? In my opinion, or yeah. you'll have you have to remind me what the final score ended up being. Four to one. Well. Four of us were quite biased when we did our predictions. <laughs> truly honest in what we actually felt was going to happen. Um, so I guess Kyle will have to give it to you for picking the correct winning team. I guess five to two, which wasn't that far off. Pretty close. Yeah. 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 But it's by default. Well, that win was by default. <laughs> that win was pure skill and yeah. knowledge. Um, yeah. I have a comment about the game, though, and just the experience uh, going to that game, I think in my, I would say I've been going to at least one Canucks game for the past oh, 15 years, I would say, about like around 2006. Um, and that was probably the strangest crowd, like the, the least amount of buzz, just the oddest energy I've ever seen at a Canucks game. There was literally nothing no excitement. It was very, very, like, depressed. First of all, there's a ton of Avalanche fans. I mean, that's, great team. That's Plus, every they just time, won. though. Well, they but, keep coming off. Uh, um, no, no, this this year more than ever because they just won the Cup. Um, but the, uh, yeah, just the buzz. Like, you know, I think back to, okay, like, kind of like the early 2010s. Canucks were legitimately one of the best teams in the league, and they were a playoff lock for a few years there. It was fun. It was a fun experience. Fans knew what to expect. Um, and then you go kind of into um, the uh, mid-2010s. Yeah, they were not good, not making the playoffs, but it was like, well, we got Brock Besser. Had a great rookie year. It was like every time he scored, it was fun. Then it was Pedersen. Then it was Hughes. And it was like, okay, well, at least there was something to cheer about. Now it's like, Okay, we're they're uh, a bad team, but we're not supposed to be a bad team. And it was just a depressive crowd. It was, yeah, it was not. Uh, and I think with everything going on with the coach, the only only excitement uh, the fans had to cheer for was uh, was when we got to chant Bruce. There it is. I think, um, yeah, it was that was a weird, odd experience for me. Anyways. I think our section was also weird. Like you're speaking about a lot of Colorado fans, but man, I've, I've seen like dozens, oh. dozens oh. of people wearing random jerseys. I mm. went to the washroom and some guy was rocking a Vegas jersey. And and that guy behind us cheering, let's say. go Oilers the entire time. Yeah. Like that was pissing <laughs> all, all right, of that, us off. That, that, yeah. that drove me nuts, bro. Like the first Shut time up. was funny, sure. But like... Yeah, right. It was, it, it was funny the first and second time, uh, but yeah. it continued all game, every five minutes, yeah. all game. Yeah, 
So if you're that guy shouting, let's go Oilers, at that Friday night Canucks game, screw you, man. Nobody <laughs> like you. <laughs> I do got to agree with you, though, Corey. It was like, like for like half the game, like the second half of the second period, and the entire third period, like all you could hear was like, like the odd like like crazy p like beating his drum or whatever, and yeah. then the puck on the ice between sticks. I mean, there yeah, it's just a cheer for. Like, there's one Canucks goal. One Canucks I mean, goal, and they didn't really do much all game. But also, and really, no one's really State. happy at all with the Canucks right now. No. I feel like people are. Like they're mad at the organization, at the management, at whoever. Mm-hmm. But they're also just a lot of people don't want us to win. Like they, you know, like yeah. there's half people are team tank, half people are just depressed at how things are going. So it's kind of hard to be an enthusiastic fan in the stands when everything is just going wrong. Yep. Especially yeah. when you, you know, like cheaper tickets too. Yeah. Like cheaper tickets, people not really following hockey, just buying, just getting cheaper tickets from work or free tickets from work and going. Like not really but, Canucks fans, just there for the experience type of thing. Canucks, yeah, now too is that the stadium will always be full because so many of the lower bowl tickets are all just corporation owned, so it's always just going to be random business people showing up for a night out. But the tickets aren't even that cheap either. No, so no. I'm I'm also pissed off. It's like they suck, and the tickets are still <laughs> expensive. It's like <laughs> I'm just mad. I'm I'm here, but I'm mad. It's like why am I here? <laughs> So, yeah, even the wave was, like, an anemic wave. I was shocked they even managed to get that going with the vibe in there, to be honest. Question, question for you guys. Do you support the wave at sporting events? No. What's wrong I with refu- the wave? I'm pretty sure I refused to when we were at that game. There's nothing wrong with the wave, <laughs> but I was... Is, yeah. it, is, is it just because of the game or you don't like the wave? Like, I don't do the wave personally, but... <laughs> Why is I don't, that? The wave is... <laughs> have any issues with the wave what's your problem with the Aaron, wave? Aaron's not strongly pro game. wave wait I like this, why are you so anti-wave it's just like such a random fun thing to I've do I've never heard of that I've never heard such a strong opposition to doing a wave yeah. well it's I, I'm not like huge anti-wave I, I just don't do it I, I just won't do it like it's it's not my thing I I'm there to watch a game not not put my hands up in the air at, with with a group of people around me like like it's something I did as like an eight-year-old kid. It's not something I do no. as a twenty-five-year-old adult. You know? Did you have, did you have a traumatic experience or something? I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I actually almost drowned one time in the wave. <laughs> that's hilarious. Everyone's doing the wave, and Kyle's the guy. That's, Sit down. I'm to make yeah, that's I'm exactly. Play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that happened. The security line texting them like yeah. <laughs> my whole row is standing. <laughs> texting my connection with the Canucks. We need security up at three oh two. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's people having a good time. It's that's what it is. I'm not gonna, but you know, hey, yeah. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna force anyone to do. Something they don't want to do. So, dude, I'll do a wave when the Canucks win a game. I'll do a wave when the Canucks are winning the game. Yeah, that was the part not when they're losing. Lo- is why we're doing it when they're losing. Yeah, yeah, that was the third one when we were just getting murdered. Oh. And their entire yeah. breakout was just dumping the puck up. Yeah, <laughs> dump and change. Not even a dump and chase. Yeah. It wasn't a dump and chase because they were just put it to the neutral zone. Yeah. 
That was them against Seattle tonight as well. Mm-hmm. That was sad to watch. Good old Rick talking for you. <laughs> Speaking of. Good transition, yeah, Mikey. Wow, what a good yeah. way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got something to say. I got uh, an, <laughs> an opinion. Well, you're also opinion. leading this one, so go for it, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, big news. Bruce is out. Rick Talkett's in. And it's pretty, well, it seems like there's quite a consensus that Canucks fans are unhappy with management. Um, a lot of talk. We're hearing sell the team. We're hearing, you know, fire um, Rutherford. And we're hearing I hate management, things like that. Um, and, you know, is it warranted? I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think, I think it's a lot of things. But I want to say, first of all, how hypocritical of Canucks fans to to call on, call out the, the, the quote, disrespect towards Bruce when just over a year ago, Fans were chanting "fire green" at the games. Okay, so so this, you know, and 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 guess what? Guess what? Canucks management didn't do. They didn't fire green. They stuck the the. It was, yes, granted, it was different management. Benning stuck with uh, Green, and it cost him his job. Okay, fans were completely disrespectful to Travis Green, um, and his record. That year, compared to Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux's record this year is almost identical. So I don't want to hear um, these fans call acts so uh, virtuous and calling this such disrespect. Do I agree there's a point? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Rutherford should should have uh, shut his mouth and let uh, Alvin be the GM. He should have not thrown your coach uh, under the bus. I mean, it was clear that Rutherford and uh, this management didn't really want Bruce Boudreaux. He was just kind of a stopgap. They didn't even weren't even sure they wanted him for this year. Um, and don't make that apparent to the fans, to the public, to the media, as they did. So they are not in the right. But fans, uh, you know, and the other fans saying you're not going to support the team. You're not going to buy tickets or merchandise under this management uh bs okay that's complete bullshit and i'm gonna call you out on that because if this team turns around next year and starts having a great year you're gonna be all over it hell yeah you're gonna go to a game and maybe i'm not speaking for everyone maybe there are the people that really care that are really about the people and how they're treated and they are gonna stick to their um their morals so okay maybe i'm not talking to that minority but for the majority You know, bullshit. You you hear you're gonna forget everything about it. Everyone is uh, the here and the now and the recency bias. You're gonna forget about it, and you're gonna ride the uh, pun intended wave once the Canucks start doing well. If they do, if they do do well. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm calling out these fans right now because uh, your heart might be in the right place, but uh, where were you when Travis was coaching? You know, and I, I liked Travis Green, and it was complete disrespect. I remember seeing, um, I remember I, I saw Travis Green at uh, the place I was working, just as a, as a spectator, um, and I had mentioned it to my my friends. Um, oh, you know, Travis Green, coach of the Canucks, is here. This is when the Canucks were losing, and ninety percent of the messages I got back were all negative. 
that had nothing to do with, oh, wow, the Canucks coach. It was all just negative comments about him. And I thought, like, you know, that, that's not very cool. Like, I was just – I thought it was – I was excited to see the Canucks coach. So, uh, yeah, that kind of displeases me, um, the two-faced kind of fans we see. Because Boudreaux's a very likable guy. Um, I get it. And I'm not supporting management. Um, but I'm not supporting this This also this uh, – um, I, I feel like Canucks fans have always been this way. Like, no matter what it is, whether it be, like, a player, whether it be a coach, a manager, because they were like that with Luongo, and, like, they're always like that with goalies, too. Like, the fans are so hard on... The fans are so hard on goalies, right? And I was just speaking to Kyle before you guys hopped on about Martin's performance and how about he needs a save. Like, like when Luongo played... But he was on his side. But he had one bad game mm-hmm. and everybody was trashing him, right? So mm-hmm. I just feel like all the media, everything like that, just kind of gets to people. Well, I, I agree with you with your with what you're saying, though. No, it is kind of hypocritical in a sense. Like, obviously, I think it's a small minority, but I'm curious how it gets amplified so so much, especially in 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 like this fan base and very few I, fan bases around the league. Like I think it, for this certain situation, like this whole Bruce thing was just, it was honestly messed up. Like you should never go and speak about finding a new coach while your coach is literally still sitting behind the bench. Like, you know, he's like worried about his future and like, if he's going to have a job in the morning type of thing, like I felt for him in that sense. Well, the media here is the big thing, obviously. Like, we see just mm-hmm. so many, so much news constantly about all of this. And the different way that you see, like, Rutherford and the management versus Boudreaux projected in the media. Like, I mean, you watch Boudreaux in any press conference throughout the year. He's just, like, so likable. He's just, mm-hmm. like, funny and nice. And, like, you just you just can't help but like him. So then when you see him now, like, he's brought to tears in the interviews everyone's instantly going to be on his side because they already have that sort of rapport where, mm. hey, this is a nice guy. Like, we really like him. Versus Rutherford, whenever you hear from him, it's always something mean or negative or bad. So everything's always about him. It's going to be just the negative reactions. Yeah, I think also it's been fans are... It's usually blame the coach is typically what... And it's people in general. We can say Canucks fans, but it's people... In general, and a lot, it's a lot of fan bases want to pin the blame on something, right? And it's typically the coach, but now it's been, think about the last few years, it's been Willie Desjardins, Travis Green, and now Bruce Boudreaux. Now fans are like, okay, well, it's if it's not the coach's fault, who is it now? Mm-hmm. And there's one, there's one common denominator in all those three coaches is the owners. So now you're seeing for the first time in a while. And this is a very odd, what's happening right now is, is I've never seen it before. I think it's a very, very rare to happen in sports. And it's like the fan base versus the team, like versus the owners right now. Um, like the last time I remember it is, is the Clippers old, like the LA Clippers old owner before he was like forced to sell the team. That's the last time like a fan base was like against the owner and like, but that that was also to the point of like the league being against the owner too, which is one step well, further. That that was you're talking about those like the allegations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, different that's, situation of course, yeah, but yeah. when it comes to like when it comes to like people like absolutely detesting an owner so much, and 
just like one I like all that. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird situation you don't see very often. So that's the only thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. That's I feel anything. Like the, problem, the problem here, though, is the difference is that the league won't really ever unite with the fans as long as the fans are still attending games and buying merch, which in Vancouver is never going to happen because people are always going to just want to go to games. Yeah. Like people do, right? Yeah. So we're never, at least in my opinion, never really going to see that kind of drastic want mm-hmm. for change from anybody higher up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah the only... The, I was just going to say that the owners are always going to win. Unless yeah. this team misses the playoffs for another decade like <laughs> it, like it'll take all it'll take a lot to to turn the fan base cold on the canucks but hey it's 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 starting right now it's it's happening yeah yeah like play it careful or else i mean like remember the chicago teams of like the of like the 70s 80s like they weren't any good but like come 2000s like they had no fan base and they had no TV deal and all that from just terrible management. Right. So, I, so know, like, I remember, I remember those days. It's happening like an original six fran- franchise, which is crazy to think. Um, obviously, the team wasn't going anywhere, and they just were able to like sell and and get get a new whole structure on board. But like, it's possible if if they're going to be that bad for that long. Especially with the with the feelings that are coming to the surface now. Yeah, it makes you think. What uh, I mean, they went with Aquilinius. Kind of went with Benning's plan. It makes you think what how the team would look if they went with Linden's plan. Um, hindsight twenty twenty, but clearly this whatever they've done this far has not worked. So, no, nope. you only you can only imagine what the alternative would have been, but. Um. Yeah, they need to, but of course, everyone there. Like, obviously, everyone's goal is winning the cup. Everyone involved in the organization. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any. I don't think. I I, I, I would. But there's a realistic way of getting there, and then there's an unrealistic way of getting there. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just the disconnect right now between the owner and probably like a great. St- couple management teams that have been there like Benning drafted amazing but he was handcuffed by all these contracts that that maybe were his fault in hindsight maybe they weren't his fault so it's interesting to see and now it's on the next person to try to right those wrongs I yep. say he drafted okay I don't know about excellent <laughs> okay You're well the in- guy who drafted Vertanen and Ulevi <laughs> okay I I stand corrected, but he drafted Pedersen and he did yes. And Besser looked sick for a while, and Hughes was a steal where they got him. Demko too, obviously. Um, yeah, and Paul Colson was one of his trip picks, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you Pop could Colson. chalk it up to more the development team, I would argue. Because I think yeah. Vertanen was just a miss altogether. I I I'm not yeah. even gonna argue with you on that one. I don't think he was he should have ever been that pick for them, but oh yep. well. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you was just an unfortunate bust. Um, 
But I think Vertanen, I, I agree with you, Kyle. Vertanen, they should have looked elsewhere. I think they w- tried to go with a physical Canadian BC boy. Um, they just but, forced it. Uh, yeah. He was trying to, yeah. to. But at the same time, if he would have lived up to his uh, very lofty potential in hindsight, um, he could have been good. But, well. Uh, spinning it in more positive light. What do you think Talkit and what do you think Talkit brings to the table, and and what benefits do you see coming in the next season or two with him behind the bench? Well, so you go ahead. You go ahead. I've talked a lot. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was just going to say we seen kind of glimpse of it yesterday. I know they were playing Chicago, the worst team in the league, but they had a lot of pressure. I don't know what changed tonight. They might have been tired, whatever it may be, but. They had a lot of pressure on Chicago in Chicago's zone. A lot of forechecking, backchecking pressure. They scored five goals. I think they outshot them by double. Like the first period, the shots were 20 to like six at the end of it, something like that. Um, Which is insane. Hopefully, hopefully more pressure offensively, defensively. It'll be kind of interesting to see what Foot and Gonchar can do as well, too. Because I've was, never seen them really in a coaching role. I just I know they've been like fantastic players for years. I was, I was loving to see Adam foot behind the bench. He, he looks good as an assistant coach. He's going to be so good for you guys. Yeah. yeah Aaron, like anything? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously it was one game yesterday under the new head regime, really um, facing Chicago, which was a really bad, really bad team. Um, I was very curious. So I really did a little deep dive into their analytics of that game. That was the Canucks nice. on paper. Well, I sorry, I guess uh, analytically was their best game all season by far. Um, you look at five v five shots for they outshot them thirty eight to five. Um, ex- expected goals for percentage of eighty two percent, which is over twelve percent more than their best game than this season, and. Mm-hmm. If you, I know Kyle, you really like it. Money puck. If you ever look at that, their, love money uh, puck. Their deserve to win o meter. It's a great meter. Uh, <laughs> was ninety seven point two, which is absurd. Definitely Almost like our chances game, for the playoffs. Analytically, um, <laughs> missing the playoffs. <laughs> I don't know what happened today. It could have been you know back to back. Seattle just had so much speed and obviously really wanted to finally beat them since the Canucks were 6-0 and in all-time against them. So they finally got their first win. Um, you know, I think I really like the additions of uh, Foot and Gonchar, especially, though. I guess my main takeaway from all that is were the Canucks really that good or is Chicago just that bad? Because we saw now tonight against Seattle, they're playing a team that now pressures a bit more and is a bit faster than them, and they just completely fell apart. It was the exact opposite, shot-wise and chances-wise. So, I mean, it's only been, what, like one practice and a couple of game day ice times for the new coaching staff, so they really haven't been able to do anything yet. So we'll definitely have to wait and see. But, I don't know, I'm definitely a little bit apprehensive still about how much positive change will actually be able to be done this year. I respect it. Yeah, yeah, it was very I mean, peculiar timing, in a, you know, with with what how it went down with old Boudreaux. I could see why they basically almost had to do it at that point. There was lots of reports that were going to announce it Monday. 
of the talk hiring and Boudreaux firing, but that happened Sunday morning at 9.30. They had a press conference, so you know they just had to get it done with. Um, talk had only had one practice going into now three games in four days and then having the all-star break, so not a lot of time to really get to know the team at all. And with the whole deadline coming, who knows what's who's really on your team. They still have to figure out what the hell they're doing with Horvat, Kuzmenko. Yeah, so it's a very interesting timing as well. Well, let me throw over then a random question at you, Max, is with all of a sudden a whole new coaching staff change, what do you think the direction they're going to choose to go to is as far as, like, will they want to re-sign Horvat or will they try to do a big trade and get some prospects? What do you think their move's going to be? I I don't know, and I still don't think they know. Um, we talked about this last podcast, I believe, with the whole Rutherford press conference he did, you know, before all this went down, about him wanting, quoting, you know, they're not rebuilding, they're retooling. So clearly, if they are <laughs> still going to... Re- <laughs> you laughed over so there. <laughs> so clearly, if they are going to be moving on from Horvat, it's going to be, most likely in you know returns of you know mid you know young 22 to 25 year old players um probably a center um in that return maybe hopefully a defenseman wink wink hopefully um so it's hard to say and they still have to figure out if they do want to keep kuzmenko because right now his price is definitely going up he had two goals against chicago last night and he's doing pretty good he's so good oh my god (laughs) i got a i got a question for you guys fire away the new management is kind of like all it seems like pittsburgh based you know like they all came from the same Mm. realm in pittsburgh do you think since they have a lot of ties and connections we could see potential canucks in pittsburgh trade i don't know with who but do you think they're looking at a couple players from their team? Uh, you know, you could see that. Uh, Pittsburgh isn't necessarily the youngest team, nor do they have much prospects, nor do they have a lot of picks. So it would be interesting to see what they do. But I know they do have some younger defenders. I was reading a post about that Pierre-Olivier Joseph, the de- young-ish defender, um, you know, also kind of lacking much of a roster spot over there. Um, that is an interesting point. You can most definitely possibly look for that in the f- near future with all the ties they have with the Pittsburgh uh, franchise. Keep in mind, Pittsburgh cleaned house when they got rid of Rutherford, so there's not Well, they got, they got Burke. Burke says Vancouver ties, so there you go. Horvat for Crosby. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. Nice. What a catch. <clears throat> I'll take Dustin Tokarski, the highlight reel of Montreal. Tokarski. Um, that guy's a fantasy legend for me. I fucking killed. That's frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, Rick Tockett's got uh, Pittsburgh ties. He sure does. Yeah, that's what I kind of—that's what I kind of mean. I mean, 
if they already know a couple of those players and what they're capable of and stuff, right? Like Max said, they don't have like the youngest <laughs> squad, but like, hey, could you could definitely maybe snag one or two of these guys, but we'll see. I don't know. I feel like Canucks like to trade with Florida. I feel like all half their trades are always with Florida for some reason. <laughs> well, we'll have to see how this Canucks team does. Obviously, we have the All-Star break coming up pretty shortly. They're, they only have one more game on Friday against Columbus before that break where we have Pedersen and Horvat going there. Um, and then after that, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, but hopefully management meet up for next week in a bit to discuss what their plan is <laughs> and what they're going to do with Horvat and Kuzmenko. And maybe they can tell us because, my God, they don't tell us a lot of, you know, complete plans. So we can move on to some trivia. Um, Aaron and I present are uh, kind of doing a little bit of a different trivia um, this time around. Uh, Corey really inspired me with his form of trivia last time. That's not the form I'm doing this time. It just made me think of random games that we can play. And it, I'm going with a little different one. I'm going with a, some personalized trivia. So I'm going to be calling out especially Corey and Kyle. Uh, I'm going to be oh. asking you two um, some very deep questions. It is personalized. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. What are we <laughs> talking about here? Like personalized deep yeah. questions? What, what, like is my life story or what? No, like, no, no. They were talking about traumas. I don't hate the wave. I just don't do it. <laughs> I won't do it. He definitely it. hates it. Like, I don't hate it. Don't worry, Kyle. We'll unveil those feelings. As for my therapist. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, what's going on? Um, so I have two questions, well, one each for you guys, um, and then we have some group rounds, because I know, uh, you know, Aaron, Mikey, and I aren't maybe the greatest when it comes to trivia, so we'll all be combining, plus you two will be joining us, uh, but we'll start, you know, I'm just going to start with Corey, just because he seems to be loving this already. Contestant number one. <laughs> wait, 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 so I can't answer this? Nope, this is just Corey. <clears throat> Uh, after good. he, so essentially, I'm gonna ask you a decently long question, and there's no necessarily a time limit. You just go until you can't, you know, because it's multiple answers. Um, once you're basically done, you can tell us, and I'll open the floor to everyone else. Uh, but I think you're gonna nail this question. Okay, I'm so confused, <laughs> but okay. So no, we were time also limit. confused when you said. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> 32. Austin Matthews, 32. Oh, this is payback for that. Yeah. So, I'm just going to say it now. So you're going to name every player from the Canucks team that lost in the finals in 2011. Oh, I feel like I could do that. Okay. I, figure, I figured that afterwards, but Corey, I feel like I'm expecting big things from you. So, <laughs> Thanks, Max. Um, I appreciate your. Oh, so sorry. How many? How many players? Do you have a total number of players? Um, I don't know the number. It's like 25 right, but, or so. But everyone that played at least I... one game in the playoffs. Are you oh, yeah, asking yeah. to name all 25 players on the top of his head? 
happened yep. 12 no, I, years I ago. I, I feel like yeah, Corey can do it. it. You ready? Oh, yeah. Just okay. don't go too fast. I have to check them off. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Start with number one, Roberto Luongo. Corey Schneider. Mm-hmm. Alex Edler. Sammy Salo. Dan Hamhust. Aaron Rome. Kevin Biaxa. Um, Doing good. Chris Taniv. Daniel Sedin. Henrik Sedin. Alex Burrows. Ryan Kessler. Chris Higgins. Max Lapierre. Uh, I believe Manny Malhotra played a yep. game or a couple games. Yep. Yann- Yannick Hansen. Mason Raymond. Um, Rafi Torres. Um, okay. Now it gets tough. <laughs> now it gets tough. Oh. How many players is he down? Victor Oreskovich. Did he play? Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say it now. You have seven left. Whoa, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> um, Jeff Tambellini. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Um, six more. I think there's a defenseman that I'm missing. Uh, was Erhoff on that team? He was. Boom. Okay, Christian Erhoff. <laughs> um, okay. I don't think Cody Hodgson was on it. Nope. Okay. Um... Oh, uh, would have been some of those grinders, I think. Can you give me the positions that I'm that are remaining? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I believe one of them is definitely defenseman. The other ones, I feel like barely played. You got, I believe it's three more forwards after that. Four more forwards. One defenseman. I don't have um, their positions right now, and I'm just trying to remember. <laughs> and if not, I can always open it up to the floor. Erin can't guess. She can look at my phone right now. <laughs> but it better be noted that when I tried this earlier, there is one person I named that you have not yet. Yeah. So. Then you named like 10 or 15 that I wouldn't have named. We won't talk about that. (laughs) Paolo, Edler, Bieksa, Rome, Hamhuis. Paolo, Tannen. Mikey or Kyle, do you have any ideas? 
I think I might for the forward, but I don't know if, if, just, how many just, games he played. Just say it. Aaron Volpatti. Oh. Whoa, no. <laughs> no? That's okay. Like I thought he was on their roster. Solid guess. There was... Mm-hmm. So, I think that one other... Um, with, like, the Swedish Mike last name. Brown? I well, Mike Brown. Nope. Nope. See? Max is Samuelson one of them? Yep, he is. Oh. Yep, so that's one. Swedish, you got it. Good one, Mike. Didn't he, didn't he play top six? He was pretty he was pretty good, wasn't he? Yeah. That's the one Aaron got. <laughs> oh, let's go. Give me an Aaron coming in clutch, dude. Let's go. So you got two more defensemen and two more forwards. One center, one left wing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Do you know, is it Aaron, do you know any that we're missing? No. I mean, I'm oh. looking at the list now, but I wouldn't have named them. <laughs> I mean, we, once you see the names, it all comes back to you. But. Yeah. Should we just, uh, should we just let Max uh, rally them off? I can rally him off. I feel like if you're not going to get it, it might take a minute. Um, so the two defensemen, one of them was Andrew Alberts. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the other one I think you might be annoyed at yourself about is Keith Ballard. Okay. Keith Ballard. Oh, did oh did you not say Ballard? Oh, shoot. That was one of the first guys I thought of. I could have sworn oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then you got for forwards, Alex Bolduc. And Tanner Glass. Tanner Glass. Mm -hmm. Okay. So pretty solid, though. I mean, did better than I probably would have thought, actually. He nailed some sneaky ones. That was insane. I like that. That was a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Kyle. Before we get to Kyle, so Corey's final score, (laughs) 84.6%. We'll see if Kyle can you, beat it with his. You better not ask Kyle about the 2022 abs, because that is no. not be no. fair. No, and it, and, and it better not be the, was it 2016 abs that fucking sucked in your full belt HLers? Oh, that would oh, have been, been really good, actually. I'm annoyed I didn't do that one. No. You got to remember Blake Como. Yours <laughs> is similar fashion. It's close to what Corey almost guessed, It, but it's the... You have to name every player from the Avs Cup win in 2001. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this is, oh, I thought that's what it would be. Uh, I figured, yeah, you might have your... Dude, Kyle would have been, like, what, four years old? Yeah, I didn't even watch hockey then. Like, that's before I watched hey, hockey. Hey, man, you Can't... have a Sackick jersey. I do have a Sackick jersey, but... Wink, Sakic wink. played long after that. <laughs> oh, Joe Sakic. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. You got one. God. Okay. Uh, this is bigger. Let me let, let, let me start from. Okay. So how many goalies? How many goalies do you have on that list? Um. Well, it's every if if they play Patrick one Wad, game in David the playoffs. David Abisher. Okay. Jesus. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's the easy ones, bro. Just wait. Yeah, yeah, those are the easy ones. Is there more goalies on that list? 
if they played during the playoffs, then yes. What I, is, is that a yes or no? I dude, I was four. <laughs> Give me a Bro, couple I didn't more. Write down the positions. I just wrote down the oh, names. Okay. Um, I don't think so. Ray Bork. There you go. Was Derek Morris on that team? No. No. Okay. Um, Adam Foote had to be on that team. Yep. Um. Rude for you, Kyle. Good God, this is. I'm really <laughs> testing you here. Okay, I'll go, go the forwards. The huh? <laughs> go to the vault. Well, there's no vault for <laughs> four year old me. Um, forwards uh, Alex Tangay, Milan Hayduke. Dan Hynote. Um was Mike Keane on that team? Or is that the ninety six team? Nope, I don't see him here. Okay, okay that's Mike fine. Mike Keane was probably he was probably captaining the Manitoba Moose by then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um Andrew Burton no and Andrew no, Andrew Burnett wasn't on that team. No. Um, was Verbata on that team, or is he a bit later? Okay, no. that's fine. That's fine. It's really um, a big forward for- you're missing. Forsberg. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> now it's tough. I'm looking at the names left here. I would say defenseman too, right? He's missing a pretty big D-man. There's definitely a big yeah. D-man, yeah. Rob Blake? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, that was it. Oh. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Thanks. Um, wait, was there another big D-man I'm missing? Um, I don't think so. These names aren't jumping off the board anymore at me. Okay. Um... Uh, We're about almost halfway. It's pretty good. If that helps. That's that's not bad, Dude, I guess. That's, that's there, pretty there's good. No way. How are you supposed to get the fourth liners on that team? That's, <laughs> um, yeah, the fact I got Dan Hine it was my no micro was on the Scott Parker. <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> He's a fourth liner. He used to beat the shit out of people. But he was actually really skilled as well. He just, yeah, got stuck in that role. Um, do you got any hints for any of these guys? I, I, I don't. I think, I think there's a forward on there that I know. That, <laughs> okay. um, he, I, if I'm right, he played for that team. But had most of his best years with Buffalo. Oh, Pierre Turgeon? Uh, not no, no not <laughs> is, is is there a player on the team like that, Max? Um, your knowledge is better than me for these names. I don't have their hockey DV or elite. Oh, Maxwell! <laughs> He's literally looking at a list of names in a notes app, so there's no information. The- that's fine. Yeah, I, that's fine. I, I don't have their position. It, Aaron has their the best position, years. Though, 
Best tiers in Buffalo, forward or defense? Forward, Buffalo and, and then New York. Rangers. Oh, I think I know uh, which one you're talking or about. Or Islanders. I uh, can't yeah, say. Yeah, so, uh, look at that, I guess. Okay, is, 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 is Bates Pataglia on that list? Holy, what? <laughs> what? What a name. No? Okay, sounds good. No. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I just looked at this team because I'm not involved in this. Good luck, bro. Like, good luck. <laughs> like you're, you're not going to get another name on here. I've never heard of any of these hey, guys. Bu- the guys bu- you bu- <laughs> Somebody played it. for Buffalo most of their career. Yeah. He played for the Rangers then- for Buffalo. He won the Calder. Oh. Oh no! Oh. He won the Calder with Buffalo. Oh, I don't. I think I think um. I think he's a general manager now. No, he would have won the Calder with Colorado. With I Colorado, think. yeah. Oh, I think he's he a is, general manager now. He is, a or he's manager, he's. I think. He is right. Okay. Yeah. No I way. So. <laughs> I want to say Mike Greer, but I know that's not it. Because he no. never played for the Avalanche. <laughs> um. I'll give I'll give you a hint. He, he played with former Avalanche Daniel Briere. Played with Daniel In, Briere. Yeah, he played with former. Oh, Avalanche. Drury, Drury. Yeah, yeah Chris Drury. Okay, that's okay. I should have got that one. Jeez, Louise. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're getting the rest. But... Is there is is there any more you can give me hints on? Um, I don't know if he wants to be able to. Yeah, I don't think I have the capabilities other than maybe a position, but... Hey, what about... Uh, it, did Matthew Lombardi play for the Avalanche? He did, yeah. Is he on there? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, you got... I don't know. You, know. you got some young defensemen. Probably maybe Young defensemen. Oh! John Michael Lyles. <laughs> no. <laughs> God damn. Jordan Leopold. <laughs> no. Who? Jordan Leopold. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Chris Simon. Chris oh. Simon. That's a good one. Yeah. All these names are quite funny now that I'm reading them. Oh, uh, I think you take your losses there, big guy. That was a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, read some of them off. I'm going to go oh, halfway right. through. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these pronunciations. Oh, Craig Conroy. Oh, no, he probably he didn't know he played for the Avalanche. <laughs> no, no he's, he was, yeah. he was he kings at that point in time. Yeah, uh, kings, okay. What? Oh. Um, Did you so even yeah. say Joe Sackett? <laughs> I basically gave him it. Well, well, I, well, you didn't need to give me that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Definitely. Korea and Solani were not on this team. No, that was you just 2003. That. Yeah, that's when the, it was a, like a bust year. Yeah, that sucked. All right, so I just reveal them? Yeah, unfortunately. All right, I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these. Uh, you got Craig De, DeVries. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Uh, Chris Dingman. Mm, no. John Clem. Eric Messier. Nope. Uh, Brian <laughs> Muir. M U I R. Muir. Vili Niemian. Yep. 
uh, Sean Poden, Dave Reed, Stephen Reinbrecht, Martin. Oh, the Reinbrecht. The Reinbrecht. Yeah, that's it. Not not Lombardi. Reinbrecht. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And Close. lastly, uh, Stephen Yell. Stephanie. Oh, Stephen oh. Yell. Stephen Yell. I, I, I think I think Reinbrecht and Yell were traded together. To Did he yell a lot on the bench? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was pretty good, Kyle. Jeez. So what was the final total? Well, 52%, which is pretty solid for a team that was a whole decade earlier than Corey's. When he was four as well. I think we'll have to probably reverse that next time we ask them questions, give yeah. Corey some 80s, 90s team to go with. What we should have but, asked Corey was the was the 95 or, or 4 Mm-hmm. Oh God! We're just gonna keep doing this till we get down to like the 1912 uh, Canadians or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vancouver Millionaires that won the cup. <laughs> well, that's 50. You got half of it. That's pretty good. What did? What percentage did I get? You were 85. Okay. Well, yeah, decade apart. I mean, that's pretty. I guess I. I guess I win. I guess. I guess I win. But... <laughs> Give him a point. <laughs> yeah, no, good job, Kyle. That's hard. You too, Corey. Thank you. All right. Um, so since we've gone a little longer than we probably would have here, um, we'll save a lot of the trivias for next time. But I do have just a fun little bonus one for you guys. I just Max has cut my segment. How dare he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting it out. <laughs> Taking over. Aaron, um, here's his next week. Don't miss a pod. Yeah. I might even not be there. <laughs> Oh, um, so this is for all three of you. So obviously not Aaron, because oh, okay, rude. You what? you've now seen my phone. You've seen my phone. Okay. Um, so all three of you, you're gonna work together, and you're gonna name every single player still remaining on Vegas's original expansion draft. Like team. still remaining on their team? Yes. Thank I thought you. we were out of time. No, we're not out of time. All right, Jake Theodore. Let's go. That's the aspects. I will. I will allow players that were traded to them during that draft. Shea Theodore is one. Oh, Carl. Hang on. He wasn't an expansion. This is from the season. This is the season, not the playoffs. Is this what what you're saying? Yeah. Well, well, that's just from that expansion draft. That still remain on the team. Still remaining. Oh, okay. There is only seven. One is done. Okay. Barshazo is another. Riley Carl Smith. Smith. Riley Smith, yeah. Riley Smith. Well, William Carlson, yep. Yep. Mark Stone. Mark no. what? No. <laughs> he was traded halfway through the season. What? Chandler Stevenson. No. Chandler Stevenson, that's one, right? No, it's yeah. not. What? I believe he was also okay. traded at some point during the season. Oh, uh, Alex Cl- Martinez. <laughs> no, <laughs> White Cloud, White Cloud, or was no. he signed? No, Carrier? He was, I believe free agency. <clears throat> Carrier, oh yeah, Carrier, Carrier, yep, Carrier, so nice. Oh, Fourth line um, of what's the French guy from uh, Philly? Oh yeah, the French Belmar. Guy. You're, you're Edward <laughs> Belmar. No, he's on he Tampa is, now. He's on Tampa now. Oh, uh, he has two more. Oh, Pulsar, like one. He- one that they selected and one that was traded to them during that draft. Colasar? No. No. Okay. You guys are going to be bottom feeders. 
Cody Eakin. No, this guy is <laughs> definitely not a bottom feeder. <laughs> One of them is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> One of them I owned in fantasy at some point a couple years ago. Did you? Very briefly. <laughs> Reed Duke. <laughs> no, I have no idea where. Oh he my is. gosh! <laughs> Vegas's first ever player. <laughs> can we can we get the position of the bottom feeder? Um. Oh God, he's in the their AHL team currently. Fuck off. <laughs> Defenseman maybe. <laughs> There's one Luka, Luka defenseman on there. No, not Spisa. <laughs> the. Ma- Sorry. Very mainstay defenseman on their current team. And then Jason AHL Garrison. Defenseman. What? <laughs> and wait, then the AHL defenseman. Wait, wait, so who's their defenseman? They got they got Theodore, they got Petrangelo, they got Martinez. Martinez White Cloud. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, there was another guy that <laughs> there is. He was like he was like he was like their he wasn't like a captain, he was one of their assistants and he um mm. I don't remember his name. He was, you know, England. Very... No, yeah, he's retired. A- England. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, retired. <laughs> this is gonna suck because I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. <laughs> it's very. You guys are very close, considering. Yeah, I think he's. Is he a? Is he on a power play? <laughs> no, God no. He's definitely not a power play specialist. <laughs> is he Joe older? Corvo? <laughs> <laughs> is he older? Man. That's hard, uh, man. Beast young thirties, maybe. Holden? Oh, Nick Holden? Is... No. Big guy. Drafted by Buffalo in two thousand nine. I can't believe Pissick. it. You guys are naming every other defenseman. That's funny. Drafted Buffalo. by Buffalo. Buffalo, and and he was drafted from Buffalo or from a different team. Um, um, in the expansion draft, oh. <laughs> um, he might have been. If I'm remembering, might have been. On, we need the team, man. Come on, <laughs> worst game show host. <laughs> yeah. I think shocked. this is pretty good, but I'm shocked you aren't getting it. Buffalo, Buffalo, and we're missing. We're missing a star player too. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's not a star. He's been a mainstay in their lineup throughout their existence one of them is the, in the ahl i don't really think you're gonna get him but he, he also Dave played Neal. for los angeles so buffalo David los angeles and then vegas well, los angeles then vegas los angeles then vegas i believe he was selected he... from la yeah he was where is he from what country uh he is canadian no. <laughs> How are we not thinking of this? I feel like I need to just awful. tell you guys. This is funny. Um, why can't I think of anyone? Like Martinez. He played on LA, didn't he? <laughs> it's not Martinez, though. Ben Hutton. <laughs> Canuck legend. <clears throat> What is happening? Does he shoot left or right? Uh, <laughs> let me go back. Is that gonna help? You? He's a lefty. Wait, 
Um, <laughs> he was the lead for McNabb. McNabb. There you go. Wow. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. That's. Did you Google? Did you Google? No. That took, <laughs> he does. That, that, took, that, that, that took probably all my brain injury energy for the night. <laughs> and then there's one more. And now there's one. So and he and that's a defenseman too. Yeah. Currently. What are the initials? Uh, JB. And no, it's not Justin Bieber. Jay Beagle. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. JB. Yeah. Jim Benning. Thank you. Good night. Was, was, was Bayreuther draft? No. That was a different expansion draft, right? Um, maybe. Yeah, I don't know this one. I didn't try to you guys aren't gonna get it. So it is Jake Bischoff. Really? No, fuck. <laughs> you can Bischoff right now. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, he he has played, I believe, four games for Vegas in their existence. Bro, that doesn't even count. It counts. It counts. He's still with the franchise. He's still with them. So that is all of them. Which is like a shockingly yeah. low amount. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it, they've done well. They've used all their uh, resources available to wheel and deal. They've definitely made a lot of trades. Yeah, you like think the fact the that notable it, ones, and they've used them as assets, like Alex Talk that landed them Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they didn't get anything in return for Flurry, so I can't mention him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think that an expansion team has that's only been around for what four or five years has has players like jack eichel mark stone Angelo. they had um patch who they obviously traded like those are big names you gotta give credit for their management for just how many moves they were able to make in that short period of time too oh they fleeced teams yeah. like oh. like that was crazy what they did smart smart management for sure so that's the trivia for today. Uh, hopefully Aaron, next time Aaron's here and she can yeah, do her. He? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That 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 put my brain to sleep for the night. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep well. <laughs> um, trivia Tuesday posted yesterday. The answer, of course, Rick Talkett. It took me till moderate to get it. I should have seen it. That should have just been my guess before I even flipped through the slides. But um, yeah, that was a good trivia. For shizzle. <laughs> um, next fan question coming up real quick on the Instagram. What? What? What was our last fan question? What was our last fan question? Oh yeah, who wins the Vesna? Saren, let you do this segment. Who wins the Vesna? We got three votes for Olmark. Which one of you guys was Olmark? Any of you guys? No, I think those were all no Mark. That might have been Mikey. That was, that was me. Mikey yeah. voted three times on all his burners. Mikey's accounts. like an Olmark. Uh, someone's like in Sorokin. I voted Saros. That's how it goes. That was the joke answer with Delia. I didn't even. I wasn't even gonna acknowledge that. Well, I brought <laughs> it's not it up. Funny. It's very funny. We <laughs> take this serious, Max. You need to. How do you? Blocked. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> now may I go on to our current fan question? Yeah, Thank. I think so. Um, check out the Instagram story. We should have this post in the next couple days. Follow us so you don't miss um, at Chelstars. Question: Will the Canucks finish above five hundred this season in the Rick Talk era? Is that what we're going for? Just like from here to the end of the season? Or are we talking like the whole season, 500? Oh, just with him on board. Just with him. Yeah. Cool. So for the next half season, are they playing 500 hockey? Better than 500 hockey? Less than 500 hockey? Check out the story and uh, answer us. Yeah, and will they finish with the 15th overall pick? <laughs> that would be so good. Also, I just randomly thought of this, and we'll definitely fire it up on a poll um so make sure to answer it uh do you guys like the wave <laughs> in sports <laughs> really to support it i can't wait to see kyle's the only one with no <laughs> i'm gonna be in the minority but that's yeah. fine that's fine i i, I hope i hope the the anti-wave loyalists come out and <laughs> Let me know how they feel. Like I, I, I need to hear that I'm not alone with this. All right, let's, let's just keep, let's just let's cheer for the, the sport. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> On that note, I think we are all wrapped up for this episode. Um, as always, if you got this far, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, we hope that you <laughs> go yeah, and... honest, honestly. <laughs> if you got through those. Naming those three teams. <laughs> you made it through that. Good on you, and thank you. And honestly, I hope that somebody thought of pausing our podcast after the question and seeing how many they could answer. So I wonder I wonder if any of our listeners can beat Corey's I think it was twenty two out of twenty six that he was able to name. Uh, but yeah, so check out our Instagram, our Facebook at Chelstars. We'll have lots of polls and questions popping on there throughout the week. And other than that, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.